0: Will Canadians and Americans demand that our governments make businesses offer privacy protection similar to GDPR? New research reveals GDPR impact on businesses in Canada and the United States. This is a Severity Report in a special edition of Threat Actions This Week. GDPR, of course, is the General Data Protection Regulation. And it went live as of May 25th, 2018. Okay, let's look at the nine rights that individuals now have in Europe and that businesses need to comply with in Canada and the United States if you are collecting, processing, or otherwise using personal data from Europeans or about Europeans. So let's go through the nine rights really quickly, and then I'll just highlight some of the real differences that we're seeing. Number one, the right to be informed, to know what data you have about me. The right to correct my data, to rectify any errors in the data that you have about me. The right to be forgotten, to ask you to delete personal data that you have about me. The right to restrict or limit how you use my data. The right to be notified, to let me know... If you've corrected, deleted, or have otherwise complied with my request, the right to data portability, to allow me to take my data from your business somewhere else, the right to object, to tell you to stop using my data in the way that you might be, or to stop collecting that data, the right to limit profiling, to not have my data, the data about me, segmented into buckets based on your algorithms. Okay, so what are the really big changes here? Because some of this we already sort of have when we look at our own American or Canadian privacy legislation. The big difference is, though, the right to be forgotten, absolutely a big change. And that could be costly for organizations as you call through your data to pull out the historical records of customers and delete those records. The right to data portability, this one can't be underestimated. As an organization, as you're investing in the relationship between you and your customers, that customer has the right to remove their data from your system and bring it over to someone else's system. In other words, it's their data, not your data. So that's a pretty big change and something, again, not to underestimate. Now, here's one that hasn't received as much attention as I think it should have. You have the right to limit profiling. Now, as artificial intelligence gets better and better, and as there's new ways to correlate all different kinds of information, there's all sorts of new business models, new trends that haven't even been thought of yet. When we think about how artificial intelligence is going to be fundamentally reshaping the interaction between business and customers, How it's going to be forming new communities. Well, as an individual in Europe, I have the right to tell you to not profile me in certain ways. Can the long arm of the law of the European Union really extend across the ocean and reach my organization? Well, the short answer is yes. A court ruling in the European Union absolutely can take effect in Canada or the United States. Will a set of privacy rights as strong as those in effect for Europeans soon safeguard North Americans? If we take popular opinion as a guide to how lawmakers may react, let's find out what 500 people from across the continent think. The survey was conducted as of May 23rd, 2018. All right, here's the question. Should the United States government make businesses give you more control? of your own private data like GDPR will for Europeans. And that same question was posed for Canadians about the Canadian government. The options they have are yes, no, or don't know. Canada, I'll get to the results in just a minute. Let's start with the United States. Only 12% say no. If it wasn't for the big news of late about Cambridge Analytica and Facebook, I'd find the sentiment Counterintuitive. I thought Americans opted for less government. Not quite libertarian, but not this low as 12% of the population. So, how many Americans said yes, they do want more legislated privacy protection? 42% of Americans said yes. Well, that leaves 46%, a fairly large percentage, that are undecided at this point in time. Women tended to look towards government involvement a little more than men. Interestingly, by age, typically as we get older, we want more government oversight, save for those who are 18 to 24-year-olds who stand out as a very important demographic and possibly a leading indicator of change on the way with the amount of them who are saying, yes, I do want government involvement to protect my privacy. Now, in Canada, similar to Americans, 14% say no thanks to government involvement in making business protect their personal data. But only 33% say yes. Now, if I had to place a bet on the results of this research in advance, I would have lost this one. I would have thought Canadians would seek more government intervention than Americans. But the people have spoken. Another small difference is that men in Canada seem to slightly favor added privacy protection. From an age perspective, there are some differences to the U.S., but generally speaking, the shape of our sentiment is much the same. When we're in the heart of our working years, we vote for less protection. But when we're younger or when we're older, we're likely to say, look, I want more protection. Very interesting. Okay, so what do these results mean overall? So two things. One, with a large number of undecided, and number two, with the younger population saying that they want change, we could very well see GDPR strength legislation coming to North America if our politicians are reading these kind of tea leaves. So there are certainly a lot of checklists online where your organization can go to find out what it should be looking at and the tasks it should be laying out for itself with respect to GDPR. Let me highlight some of the key areas that your organization will want to look at. One is don't collect extraneous personal data. Well, that goes without saying, at least it should, with respect to existing privacy legislation. Delete personal data when no longer needed. Same thing. Know that personal data includes metadata like geolocation data or IP addresses. Remember the Scandals around the NSA data that was leaked, well, that was all about metadata, and that can identify who a person is. You have to get consent, and this goes beyond what we saw from CanSpam uh, and from a CASEL perspective. Along the same vein, be very clear about privacy and your privacy policy. Make that obvious, make it clear for individuals really to understand that. Know where personal data is. This actually may be a little bit of a challenge for organizations who aren't sure where all the personal data is that they collect, or even if they're collecting data on or about Europeans. Conduct a threat risk assessment. It's good documentation to have. And frankly, it's really the only way to know if your security technologies and processes are actually uh, working. Demonstrate strong IT security predominantly GDPR is about confidentiality of data. In other words, that that data hasn't been revealed to people and about the integrity of that data as well. In other words, that the data is correct, the data hasn't been corrupted But GDPR does also mention availability. And what that means is that if you're collecting personal data, you have a platform that an individual is used to using. And now that platform is offline, there could be consequences for that. When we look at the fines related to GDPR, however, most of those seem to be related to confidentiality and integrity. So we'll have to see how the availability piece plays out. Have an incident response plan that you should just have anyway but seeing as you only have 72 hours to notify individuals of a data breach there's no way you'll be able to do that if you don't have a plan in place next point is to really just document every effort to be compliant with gdpr write everything down this should be one of the primary things that you do create a full or part-time data protection officer you appoint someone who's gonna be a data protection officer and this can be a part-time role uh, depending on the company. Now, it could be a big deal depending on how much data you collect and this could be a department of an organization. But for a lot of organizations, it will be a part-time job for somebody. Set workflow to handle complaints and requests. Know how websites and other partners handle personal data. If they're not compliant, you're not compliant either. I'm David Senf. This is a Severity Report and a special edition of Threat Actions This Week. You can catch that podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and a number of other platforms. Thanks for listening and let us know how we can help you.